ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. We're rolling along here on this Tuesday. We're going late night hoops tonight at the Dome. Nine o'clock tip. Q's Pit. Always fun when Q's and Pitt get together on the basketball court. And uh, with that, we go to the phones, bring in Curtis Aiken. He does the uh, color analysis on the Pitt radio broadcast with the uh, the legend Bill Hillgrove. Curtis, uh, welcome in, and uh, thanks for hopping on here this afternoon. Hey, my pleasure, Brian. How you doing today? I, I'm doing great. How, how you feeling the day here, man? These 9 o'clock tips, it, it takes a minute to get to. What, what have you been doing all day long? Well, it's not so much the tip. It's after the tip. You know, we'll get home at 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, uh, it takes its toll. But, uh, you know, I make the best of the day. You know, this is uh, sort of like home for me. I'm from Buffalo, New York. So, you know, people complaining about the snow and the weather. But, uh, you know, I'm embracing it. Now, there you go. Yeah, you know you know how it is up here. It's just a normal day. Nothing weird going on. So. Hey, I, I always tell them we don't measure snow in inches. We measure their feet. So if it's not feet that we're talking about, let's not talk. <laughs> exactly. Like when Buffalo got... Got that um, got that crazy snowstorm a few weeks ago. Now that was right. some snow. Uh, you know what we got going oh, on yeah. right now. That's you know it's barely even going on. But uh, Curtis Aiken right. is with us tonight. It is the nine o'clock tip. Uh, the good news for you, it is uh, really the shortest trip uh, in conference. Syracuse and Pittsburgh back and forth. So it, that'll it that'll help out. Uh, you got you got to get we got to get West Virginia West Virginia back in line somehow, right? Because then you'd actually have a, a short trip just forty five minutes down the road. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, we played in the last couple of years. Uh, we have them in rotation, so okay. know, haven't liked the results the last couple of times we played them. <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll fix that. Yeah, a lot easier to get those one-offs in on the uh, basketball schedule than the football schedule for sure. But uh, all so, right, so, uh, true. so true. So tonight's game, you know, in many ways, uh, at least storyline-wise, is, is going to resolve around uh, a freshman who was going to be there and is now here. And a right. freshman who was going to be here and now is sort of there, but not. What? So Judah Mintz, you know, had verbal to pit. Now he's at Syracuse, and who knows what's going on with with Dior Johnson uh, right now? What, what can you update us on this whole Dior Johnson thing? He was accused commit, then he was going yeah. to Oregon. Now he's in Pittsburgh, and then he gets uh, arrested in the fall. What, what's the the current well, status of Dior? Well, well, I tell you though, he you know he came up this summer and uh, just lit it up. I mean, the kid is a real deal in terms of uh, playing the playing the game. Of basketball obviously you know he has issues off the court uh, from what i understand he's uh, uh pleaded guilty to some misdemeanors or they lessened the charge a couple misdemeanors and you know I, i'm not really sure where the administration is in terms of whether they're going to allow him back on the team or i don't have all the nuances and details but you know i, I do know he's a terrific talent i tell you that has he been doing anything with the team while this has been going on or has he been you know completely yeah. apart yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been completely apart. I mean, he's not allowed to until they, you know, uh, figure that figure the legal aspect of it out. But uh, you know, or obviously before this whole thing, you know, came about, you know, he was, uh, you know, with the team on a regular basis and uh, just, uh, you know, he, he is the real deal, as I said. So it's, it's really sad, and you know, not not just for Pittsburgh. I like to see the kid play anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he has a bright future ahead of him on the court if he, you know, takes care of his business off the court. So. Yeah, just you know, for the sake of the young man, you hopefully he gets it straightened out, and uh, whether one hundred percent, one hundred percent, as you said, whether it be a pit or or somewhere else down the line, and uh, the other side of the coin that has certainly benefited Syracuse is Judah Mintz. He was uh, going to go to Pitt, 
right. uh, you know, backed out of the verbal and uh, changed to Syracuse. Uh, obviously, you know this guy a little bit because he was going to go there, and now he's here. It feels like this is now going to be one of the big stories of the night, right? What what Jude is going to be able to do against Pittsburgh? Yeah, absolutely. I just think you know he. Uh... Yeah, he has a complete game. I think you know he he's really developed really really quickly. I don't know that he they expected him to be as good as he is. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah he has a long way to go, no question about it. Um, but you know he's uh, he's definitely going to help Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know in terms of the Panthers, obviously you know they, they're going to go out and, and try to win the game. The bottom line is I don't think they're going to get caught up into you know who's on the court, who was supposed to come here, who didn't. You know the, the Panthers is a Pretty good basketball team. They're starting to put it all together. They have they have some weapons. They have some guys that can shoot the ball, and uh, that's been the issues in the past. You know, just uh, that perimeter shot. You know, you may have one guy, maybe two, but they have multiple guys that can knock down shots from the perimeter now. Uh, yeah, and uh, that figures to be a, a big part of the game tonight, right? Uh, with the orange zone and pitch right. shooting it, we just saw a game. Uh, in the Dome on Saturday, and this is what Cornell does, but they took 48 threes. Uh, yep. I don't think Pitt's going to take 48 from the outside. <laughs> but it, it feels like no. that's what it's going to come down to, right? Like, is Pitt going to hit enough from the outside tonight? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, but it, you can't hit from outside unless you attack that zone. I mean, you got to attack the zone, get into the teeth of the zone, into the gaps, and, and make a play. Um, you know, if, if you, you can't, you know, Syracuse is, is just too good of a defensive team in terms of that zone that they play. You can't just play and move, try to move the ball on the perimeter and set high ball screens. It just, you know, it's not going to work. Too much length, too much, you know, uh, understanding of how to recover and, and, and weak side help and rotations that they do are just, just so in sync that you have to try to throw them off balance by getting into the gaps of the defense. Yeah, and the, the sync has been getting better with the young guys of Syracuse here in the last it few has. games. And yes. it, It's very interesting, and Curtis Aiken is our guest. He does the, the color on the Pitt radio broadcast. We'll be in the Dome uh, later on tonight for the 9 o'clock tip between these uh, two teams. That you know, both these teams have a lot of new players on their roster. Pitt does have freshmen, but they don't play a whole ton. They're, they've got a lot of transfer guys, and they are playing right. uh, a lot of freshmen. How much of these new guys, can, you know, kind of blended together? It's possible to be another game tonight where it's, you know, five transfers that are starting for Pitt. Yeah, well, I, I, do, I will say they do have Jamarius Burton. Uh, who is back from a year ago? Yeah, um, is really a solid player. Uh, you know, he's the guy we call him Big Shot Burton because when they need a big shot, he's the guy that finds a way to, to come up. You know, and score for this team. Uh, they also have Nike Sabandi, who was here a year ago. He's been more of a six man guy in a six man rotation kind of guy. And you know, uh, Hughley has been you know in and out of the lineup because of his uh, you know his knee and having some problems. You know. Uh, He's not in shape, um, in game shape yet. So sometimes he starts, sometimes he doesn't. The last game he didn't even play. So uh, uh, Nike Sabani would start in that case. But those are two guys that was here a year ago, and that uh, it's really the, the the core of this team. Not necessarily saying they're the best player because they have a kid by the name of Blake Henson who is the real deal as well. I mean this this kid. I mean not just from his stat line, but he's tough. He's a tough kid. He guards, he rebounds, you know, uh, he scores the heck out of the ball, but he just lets the game come to him. He's not a guy that's going to try to go get you 20, but he out, but he winds up with 20. You know, he's one of those kind of kids. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's just so interesting to watch. Another name uh, in Nellie Cummings, who just transferred in from uh, Colgate. Right. Uh, Orange Colgate. fans uh, will uh, remember him and not fondly uh, from last year in the Dome when Colgate came yeah. in and uh, won. Cummings had a huge game in that one. He had 18 points and made six threes, so he's certainly familiar with his surroundings. Uh, what, what's Hughley's deal? You mentioned is the knee. Are, are they expecting him to go uh, tonight, or is that literally they, they just got to figure it out before the game if, you know, if the body's ready or not? It's been a game time decision, Bryant, but I believe he will play tonight. Um, you know, he, he looked pretty good, but uh, it's, it's a game time decision. Okay, because you know, last year we saw it, it was very compelling matchups, right? That he had with, with Jesse he Edwards. Got early foul trouble. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he got in really early foul trouble the one game. It, it's quite a contrast to Styles, right? Because Hughley's this, you know, this big, powerful guy, and Edwards does right. it a little more uh, with finesse. Uh, how fun are those matchups to watch for you when they when they come to pass? Oh, no question. No question. I mean, I look forward to it in, in, in many respects. You know, if he plays tonight, I mean, one, he only knows one speed, right? He goes all, he goes hard, right? And that's sometimes that, that, you know, coming off an injury, that's what really, you know, uh, can cause you some problems when you don't, you know, you can't shift gears and, and play at a different pace because you're just not in tip-top shape. You know, you're just, you're coming off an injury and maybe you're not, you're not as explosive. But he just goes hard and that's why he finds himself in foul trouble and things like that coming off this injury. But, you know, if he can just settle into the game, uh, I mean, that's going to be a really interesting matchup. Uh, to your point, they, they have two different style games. Uh, Edwards like to go over the top of you. He has a lot of length. I mean, you know, he's uh, he attacks a basket, but not, nothing like John Hughley does. Uh, no, I mean Hughley. He's a he's a big, strong man when uh, when healthy uh, for sure. Obviously, the knee yeah. giving him uh, some trouble. Curtis Aiken with us from the Pit Radio broadcast and. You know, looking at these teams in many ways is look looking at a mirror, right? Uh, slow starts yeah. for both. It feels like they they figured something out. How big is this game tonight? Do you think you know two eight and four teams, then they kind of need to get on the right track, right? As we're we're in the ACC play the rest of the way. I, I tell you what, this is a huge game. Uh, this is a huge momentum game. I think this game, you know, says a lot. Whoever wins this game, you know, I think it, it's going to obviously they're going to have a, a, it'll be a springboard to success. I believe. I mean, it does it would do a lot for their confidence. Both teams are very similar, as you mentioned, um, and and they're starting to figure things out. And if they if they can win this game tonight, they will really feel like they figured things out. They'll, I think they'll rally together even more. I think they'll start to trust in leadership even more. And that's a dangerous team when they when they come together collectively and trust leadership. Where uh, where are pit people at with Jeff Capel right now? You know, uh, fifth year, uh, kind of had a little re- rebuilding job there. Is it you know slid a little, I guess, uh, toward the end of. Jamie Dixon, that was kind of a weird ending to how that, that all came to an end. Where, where are people at with Jeff now in his fifth year in charge of Pitt? Well, I, I think, um, you know, we're headed in the right direction. So, you know, I mean, what what have you done for me lately, right? And lately he's done a great job. Uh, he, he's, he's assembled a really good team, uh, a mix with, you know, experience and youth. Um, you know, they, they, they actually are running and, and trusting him. They're running his stuff. They're, you know, his system is, is proven to, 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 to match and fit the kind of kids that he's recruiting. Um, I, I don't know that people realize how, how bare to cover it was when, when, when Jeff took over. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, again, it's, it's one of those things of what have you done lately? And lately he's been really, really done a nice job and, you know, already has a, uh, a, a conference win and going to, uh, North Carolina State and, and beating those guys and they have a 
you know, they have a couple of big wins, Northwestern. I mean, this team is definitely headed in the right direction. Do you feel, I mean, this is the fifth year. He has not had a winning season yet, and you're right. It started, at least it looks at this stage like it's turning around. We'll see, you know, through ACC how that goes. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's patience from administration here, or is this a make-it-break-it type of year for him? Well, I don't know if it's a make-it-break-it type of year, but, you know, this is the ACC. The expectations at Pitt are very high. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is a big rivalry game against Syracuse. Why? Because both teams have been really good, and, you know, the expectations are always high. And, you know, and if you don't meet those expectations, of course there's going to be pressure. There's going to be, you know, they're going to be, you know, evaluating you a little closer. And, and, and all those things that come with, you know, uh, you know being the man at, at a top school like the ACC uh, Pitt Panthers. Yeah, that is that is absolutely the case, and you're right. That is with the territory, yeah, right? I mean, heck, it's the it's the same thing here. And the head coach is in his 47th year. Like you, you know, the the expectations right. <laughs> uh, don't don't change when you're in the Atlantic Coast Conference. All right, Curtis. Uh, last thing for you. What, what do you think decides this game tonight? What What are you watching for that'll be the determining factor for who wins this thing? Well, I think rebound is. I think whoever you know, whoever wins the rebound, the, the war on the glass is going to be key. I think you know, as simple as this may sound, you got to make shots, right? You know, I, I think you know if the Panthers can make shots and 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 spread those guys out and get into the gaps, they have a really good chance. I mean, I, I mean, if Syracuse you know comes down and they slope the Panthers down, if they contest those, uh, keep guys out of the lane and contest shots, they have a really good chance of winning the ball game. But you know, they have to make shots as well. Yeah, and man, you look at the two games last year and the teams uh, split them. You, you just never quite know what's going to happen right. Right, between these two teams. You're so right, Brian. And uh, my goodness, do I have a habit of guessing the complete wrong way of what's going to happen. So I, I, <laughs> I, I guess I'm just going to pass on a guess tonight because I haven't the foggiest what's going to go on tonight. But uh, Curtis, uh, do enjoy the game. Uh, safe travels after, and uh, hopefully you get a fun one tonight. Thanks for hopping on. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. That is Curtis Aiken. He's going to be uh, in the Dome tonight talking to the good people of Pittsburgh on the Pittsburgh radio broadcast with their uh, legendary play-by-play man, Bill Hillgrove, who's been there, um, I, I believe, uh, since the dawn of time, I think is when Bill started there. He's also the, the play-by-play voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's been doing it for a long, long time in the Steel City. So hopefully uh, they'll enjoy it, but uh, maybe not too much at the Dome tonight. With that, we'll take our final break. Before we do, we will uh, remind you this hour is again brought to you by Billy Whitaker, Cars and Trucks. Final break, final wrap. What is on tap tonight? What do you think's on tap tonight? What do you think it might be? We'll tell you that when we come back. It's QSportsTalk.com, ESPN Radio.